You're listening to Shekinah Glory Ministry. Song is before the throne. And that's what we want to be at right now is before the throne of God. So we're join us in a word of prayer at this time. Don't listen to me pray. Don't listen to others pray. But you should call it on God from the soul, from the depths of your soul. Your situation is important. Your prayer request is important. So let's go to the throne of God and cast our cares upon him. The Bible says that he cares for us. Don't pamper the prayer. But you know, when it's time to call for help, you ought to open your mouth up and call for help. Get outside of yourself. Get outside of everything else. Don't play with this. But call upon the Lord. Call upon him. Open your mouth up and call upon Jesus. Bless your Lord. No one should have to tell you that if you've been in church. No one should have to remind you of that. Now if you haven't been in church. And it's your first time praying. Then hear what I'm saying. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your Lord. Bless your name, Savior. Bless your name, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, bless your Lord, bless your name. Thank you, Lord, Thank you, Lord, God. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Savior. Bless your Lord. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Savior. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Mighty God. Mighty God. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, bless your Lord. Bless your Lord. 
Bless your name, Savior. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Bless your Lord. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God. Mighty God. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord God. Bless you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we bless you, Lord, for this day. This is the day that you have made. And you've given us an opportunity we can rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, thank you for blessing us to gather together in this place a place that has been consecrated, that is dedicated for this hour of service. Lord, you know the need of each individual, everyone that will be listening in, those that are gathering, those that will gather later. Lord God, thank you. Lord Jesus, we come to bless your name, to lift you up, to exalt you above every situation every circumstance, everything that would exalt itself, we cast down, every thought, every imagination. Lord God, we cast it down that it is not exalted above you. Lord God, we honor you for your greatness. We honor you for who you are. We honor you for being sovereign in our lives. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are sick. Lord, any that are not feeling well, Lord, that you would send healing. Lord God, and those that are, Lord Jesus, that are in situations that they could be and cannot want to be. Lord, but for various reasons, they cannot be in service. I ask that you would bless them. Those that could be, and choose not to be, that you would stir their hearts up, stir their minds up. Lord God, that you would touch them. Shake up their foundation. Lord, as you did in the days of old. Or trouble their waters. Lord Jesus, so that they would conform to your word for the saving of their soul. 
Lord God, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you, Lord God, for opening our understanding in the areas that you have given unto us. Thank you. Lord, I pray and ask that you would continue to bless your people. Lord God, that we exalt you even more. Lord Jesus, thank you for the souls that are on their way. Thank you, Lord God, for those that are hearing your word and have committed their lives unto you, Lord God, that have been encouraged. Lord, where there is discouragement, we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord Jesus. Where there is unfaithfulness, I ask that you would bless, Lord. Lord God, where there is doubt, Lord, send your blessing. Lord, thank you, Lord. Lord, we'll be careful to give you the praise. We'll be careful to give you the glory. Lord Jesus, thank you. Lord, we ask that you would bless your word today. Have your way. Bless each one that have taken time out of their schedule. Lord Jesus, each one that have set aside time. Lord Jesus, to be part of this service. Lord Jesus, online, present. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we want to bless you. We want to give you the glory and give you the honor. Thank you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we'll continue to magnify you, Lord God, to lift you up above situations. Whether we understand those things or not, Lord, that you be glorified. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, just tell them thank you. Uh, uh, attitude of gratitude is what God deserves. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. We'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you're tearing for the Holy Ghost, don't stop. Don't stop asking God to fill you and to walk with anticipation and expectation. There's so many that have become comfortable and don't think that the Holy Ghost is for today. The Bible said I'm, I'm the same uh, yesterday, today, and forevermore. God's word has not changed. His word has not changed at all. You need the Holy Ghost. And if anyone tell you that you don't, if anyone try to make you feel that you don't need it, it's not for today. I want you to know the devil is the father of, of lies. It's a lack of understanding the word of God. Because you feel the wind blow doesn't make you the wind. Because a little water land on you doesn't make you uh, the ocean or a river. But listen, what God gave then and what he has given now is the same. You need the Holy Ghost. And we'll be talking about that. But we're gonna, I'm going to keep emphasizing the need for the Holy Ghost. You don't want to leave this earth without the Holy Ghost. Uh, it doesn't matter how sweet you are, how sweet your mother is, how, how, how manly your father is, uh, how righteous a person might think they are. You need the Holy Ghost to accompany all of that.
You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. Listen, I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God, and that is from Genesis to Revelation. And so I want to encourage you to join in with us on Wednesdays as we are in the book of Genesis. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience. And that is complete obedience to the word of God. I want to thank you for joining the online service of the Cornerstone of Grace. If you are looking for a church home, growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us and be blessed with us. And so right after our opening scripture, we're going to go into the word of God and see what the word has to say. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 15. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contended. But he honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt, and changeth not, he that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and break bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. I want to direct your attention to the book of Mark, and that is the first chapter, and we'll have some scripture reading from the second chapter as well, but while you're turning there in your device or your, your paperback, whatever you're choosing to use, uh, this song, very simple song, it says, I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. Now, it's a very simple song. So if you know it, I, I want you to, you should be singing it wherever you are, not doing anything else except driving your car. Maybe you're sitting at your desk doing your work. But it, but if you're in, if you're preparing for service, maybe you're getting your clothes on. But the song just says, I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. You don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. I love him. I love him. I really love the Lord. And then it starts all over again. 
I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. You don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. I love him. I love him. I really love the Lord. I just said we was going to sing a little bit of it. But that's enough right there to give God a praise, a testimony to all those that are listening. You know, there are spirits. There are spirits all around us. They're angelic beings. They're demonic spirits. What about the spirit of those that are, are witnesses, that are encouraging you at the time that you feel encouraged, times that you feel discouraged? We are body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. So uh, we're a trichotomy, but we're one individual. We're wrapped in one. Just like there is Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But you see Father, Son, and Holy Ghost uh, manifested in Christ, the anointed one. Christ, the anointed one. Jesus was the, the embodiment. The Bible said that the God had dwelt in him fully, bodily. Yes. His father was the Holy Ghost. And you'll find that in the scriptures. So when people speak and say, well, you know, God was his father. Well, Jesus was the Bible tells us that that Mary became pregnant. The Holy Ghost moved upon her. So that would make the Holy Ghost Jesus father. And God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There's no separating uh, father, son and Holy Ghost. These three are one. These three are one. Now, God put on his clothes, manifested himself into to Abraham uh, several times. Matter of fact, he sat down and ate food with him. Now, I, I need your attention here so that you can get this, because all the writing that you do uh, you, is already written for you. Just go to the scriptures. Matter of fact, we here at Cornerstone, we've already covered this. We've covered this in the scripture. And so you can go back and re-listen to it uh, because it's recorded. It's in the archives as well. But uh, it's a start to register with you that God is able to do anything. He is sovereign. And if he is sovereign, then, of course, he can make a body, get in that body and do whatever he wants to do. In this instance, in Genesis, we see that God sat down with Abraham, not only God, but the angels that accompanied him, the angelic uh, beings that accompanied him, uh, sat down and ate the food that was prepared by Abraham, his wife, and the servants. They, they had a good meal. And maybe you're planning a good meal today. Maybe you, you have some barbecue, you know, with it being 
uh, hot outside. Um, people like to barbecue. I used to like to get up at five in the morning and, and barbecue. Um, you know, as the sun was rising up, uh, then the barbecuing would be done and we could just chill and, and eat, you know, and the, the, the ribs and, well, they did the same thing. When they met Lot, when they went to Lot's house, Lot fed them, the angels ate there. Well, we're gonna go on. You'll have to tune in on Wednesdays to, to know more. But we're in the book of Mark. Mark, the first chapter, you know, and I'm enjoying what Mark has to say, part of the Synoptic Gospels. And, um, and I, I hope you are uh, enjoying the same as well as sharing it with others. It's important that we share the gospel with other people. It's important. Now, John, the first chapter, and I'm going to start at the sixth verse. I'm going to start at the sixth verse there. It says, and John was clothed with camel hair and with a girdle of a skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts. Did you, did you bring any locusts with you this morning? No, okay. And any wild honey? No, okay, all right. Well, next time you come, can you bring some? <laughs> My son went to Vietnam to visit and he sent back footage of him about to eat uh, a locust that had been covered in wild honey and is on a stick. And so he was about to have a sweet protein treat. And so uh, people eat that. It's still something you can purchase and eat today. The Bible says, and he preached. He preached. He preached. You know, sometimes we go to service and, and we tell the minister, preach. You know, we be yelling all out in the audience. You better say that. Go ahead. Somebody shut the door. You know, we, we have all kind of uh, things to encourage, that things that we say to encourage the minister to go forth and to give us the gospel. I, I feel good in my, my spirit right now. So if I'm so I may act uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puss, as they used to say, or used to see the commercial, you know. And so uh, he preached. I let someone know yesterday while having uh, some coffee and uh, just associating in the moment that I was a preacher. And that's not something that I do often because uh, people will change up on you when you say that you're a preacher, you know, that you're a pastor or you, you know, but I wanted them to know so that they they understand that some my opinion is going to be based upon the word of God and it is not going to change it don't take away from me being a person that that like getting on roller coasters and screaming do i scream on the roller coasters i don't scream no more <laughs> uh i have a witness here that this helped me a lot you know that i'm still that person that likes to thrill you know but at the same time when it comes down to what i might have to say is certainly has to line up, will line up with the word of God. Now, John preached and he said, there cometh one mightier than I after me. 
the shoelaces of who I am not worthy to stoop down and to unloosen. I, the one that, that's coming, that the one that is going to come after me. I, I'm just I'm just here to introduce you. I want to expose you to the one that is going to come. The one that you should really be looking forward to. And, and so he says that uh, now after that, John was put in prison. This is the 14th verse. And Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, that same chapter, first chapter, verse 21, it says they came, they went into Capernaum. And straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the God. He entered into the church, what, what, what they consider a meeting place in that day and time, the synagogue, and taught. Uh, he went into, not John, but Jesus, went into the synagogue, went into the meeting place, Solomon's porch, wherever they were meeting at, and preached the gospel. Okay, he taught them what they needed to be taught. We are in need, we are in dire need of being taught the word of God. We are it is a necessity that we are taught and just like in any other country that you go to, you go to any other continent, you're not going to take your uh, being uh, westernized to Asia and live there based upon your Western culture. No, you're going to have to be taught what needs to be done in Asia. So he taught them. There's a reason to be taught because we are and will transition into the kingdom of God. And you're not going to take Eastern culture. You're not going to take Western culture into the kingdom of God and do what you want to do. And you're not going to do it how you want to do it. Uh, the Lord told the angels told uh, uh, Peter when they were loose from being in prison to go and tell people about this life. Well, Jesus is telling the people about this life. The 22nd verse says, and they were all astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one that had authority, not as the scribes. He didn't just stand and to and to to rattle off a bunch of scriptures but he taught them as someone that knew what he was talking about he taught them as someone that had control by the authority of the word of god if you call the lord had spoken and said this is my my son in whom i am well pleased signifying that he was that his mission that the purpose of the manifestation was to complete a task and he had full authority to do it. And so when he went into the synagogue, he taught them as one that had the authority. When God calls you, when he anoints you, when he appoints you, he gives you a measure of authority. He gives you enough authority to in 
the area that you have been called to operate in. That you can go to Ephesians and, and read that for yourself. Not this morning. And he said unto them, let us go. This is verse 38. Let us go into the next town. Now here they got into Capernaum. But now he said, let's go to the next town. We're going to leave Capernaum and we're going to go over to this area over here that I may preach there also. Somebody say preach. We're going to go over there so we can preach there also. For therefore came I. I came for this purpose to preach to those that would hear. I came for this purpose to share what I have. I was manifested for this reason. So we're going to go over here and preach. And the Bible says, and, and he preached in their synagogues. Preach, Jesus, preach, preach. Lord, Lord, have your way. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee. So now we know where he was. He was over in Galilee, just cutting up, just tearing up, just having his way. Well, when he preached, the Bible said he also cast out devils. He cast out devils. There were some folks in the church that had devils. There were some folks outside of the church that had devils. There were some folks hanging around where Jesus was at that had devils. There are some folks where you are that have devils. There are some devils that got, got up this morning, got, got fully dressed, put on whatever they was going to put on and went to service or on their way to service. And it will be such a blessing that when they got there, that Jesus was allowed, hear what I'm saying, that Jesus was uh, is allowed to come into the service. Hallelujah. Not flesh on parade, but let's allow Jesus to parade. Let's allow Jesus to show up and to do what he would like to do in the service so that devils will be cast out. Not the person next to you. I didn't say the individual, I said demons. I said devils. The Bible tells us in Mark, the second chapter, the first verse, and again he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noised that he was in the house. Uh, somebody saw that that he had returned to Capernaum. And straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. They knew where to find him at. There was people at the door. There was people at the window. Now, I'm, I'm way ahead of myself here, but, uh, but that's all right. There was people that had come and he preached. He preached. He preached the word unto them. He gave them the word. He gave them the unadulterated truth. He gave them.
been more than warm and fuzzy feeling. He gave them more than a, an amen that we have learned to say. We, we learn some things. We learn certain language or certain linguals in the church, certain conduct, you know, uh, that, that when the, when the organ starts and the hand clapping and the drummer is, is getting reared up and hitting the same, you know, uh, all of a sudden we become emotionalized and we move. Is that what you do? Okay. And we, we move a little, you know, cause we felt it and we felt the music. But this morning, I want you to feel the word of God. Bless your Lord. We want to feel the word. Because heaven and earth will pass away. But the word is going to stand. It's the word. And so the Bible says, in such that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. But he still preached the word unto them. The 17th verse says, when Jesus heard it, he said unto them that they that are, are they who are whole have no need for a physician. Now, so there were some people there that was that was tripping and they had, had drunk a bottle of haterade before they got there. And, and so they questioned about his activities in preaching the word and healing the sick and, and doing uh, the, the work that God had wanted that the word to do. And so he told them, he said that, that if you're sick, you need a doctor. And for those of you that say, well, I don't want to go to the doctor. I'm just going to have faith that God healed me. You need to know what you need to be healed of. You know what you need to pray about. And you're not going to get that information if you don't go to the doctor and let them examine you. Well, I'm not going to claim it. Well, look, your mother done died from a heart disease. Your daddy done died from, from something wrong with him. And you are a mixture of that DNA and you don't want to be tested so you know what to pray about. So that you know what to seek God for. So that you know and understand who you are and what there is about you. The word of God says that you need a physician if you are sick. And if there is nothing about you, then that's even more reason to give God praise. But you won't know that if you don't go to the doctor and if you don't ask those questions. I didn't come to call the righteous is what he told them. But sinners to repentance. He didn't come to call those that are righteous. And you think you're righteous this morning in the word then he's not talking to you. Okay, I'm gonna put it like that. Yes, Pastor Carl said that. If you think you all that in a bag of chips, you know, you better than you the best thing next to Oreo cookies and ice cream, you know, then then I'm talking to you. Cake and whatever, peach cobbler, and you know, if you if you think you all of that, you don't need, then I'm not talking to you. But for the rest of us, for the rest of us that know that we have not yet arrived that we're still a lump of clay, that we're still being worked on. For the rest of us that know and understand that we are sinners saved by grace, that it is by the grace of God that we are who we are in this moment, then this word is for you. And I co-sign it too. Listen, he preached it. 
And my question is, did you get it? Did you get the word? And the Bible says, and John was clothed in camel hair and with a girdle of skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts and wild honey and preach saying, there cometh one mightier than I after me, whose uh, latches of whose shoes I'm not worthy to, to stoop down and to unloose. Now, John preached too. And preaching means to deliver a sermon. Uh, preaching doesn't mean that that you're holding your ear and God said and you know and got your leg all kicked up and maybe you done rested your foot on top of the podium and you know and people and all hyped up and everything because you didn't got some rhythm going and, and you know listen preaching means to deliver a sermon to exhort a a passage of scripture like we're doing this morning and, you know, and, and it's, I don't have a problem with people that when you get excited about the word of God and, you know, and, and no, I don't I don't have a problem with that at all because I get excited, too. But listen, we need some clarity. We need some clarity. It means to exalt a passage of scripture to a symbol group or the ecclesia, a body of believers, including unbelievers, including skeptics including debaters and haters and those in the valley of decision. John's message was unique compared to that of the scribes and Pharisees. And the scribes and Pharisees uh, would, would, would go forth and, and have something to say. And the scribes and Pharisees were a religious sect. Scribes were secretaries of the law. They wrote and, and, and wrote everything down and made sure it was written down. They studied and they looked at it for errors and the documents and, and different things where and had an understanding of the scripture. Whereas the Pharisees follow legal traditions. The Pharisees, like some of you listening, some of you paying attention to this have followed and still are following traditions compared to following the word of God. I was at a service and I was talking to the, uh, it was a, a usher day and I was telling them that, uh, and I showed them in the scripture of how ushers are a ministerial uh, responsibility. Meaning that ushers were, were not just appointed, well, you, you'd be on the usher board. But ushers were also ordained. There are things in the word of God that we have taken and just and we overlook and we don't follow the scriptures. And, and, oh, listen here. Listen, we follow traditions and tear things apart instead of following what the word of God says, which would Lord, which would level the playing field and put us all in the right place and give us all the right perspective. These have been handed down forefathers, but not necessarily biblically sound. Now, here at COG, I can only talk about COG, Cornerstone of Grace, the word. The word is presented and it is biblically sound. Yes, it is. The word is sound. It's based upon the, the messages are based upon the scripture. All prophecy. Somebody have a word of prophecy and they, they want to prophesy to you. You want to tune in to the 
particular service because that's all they do is prophesy and tell you what you're going to receive and tell you what you're doing. Well, let me tell you something. The devil is anointed and he knows how to prophesy too. Woman, your, your son is in the music industry and, and God is going to, uh, how do you know the devil didn't tell that man that? You didn't put your confidence in the man when our confidence should be in the word of God. Here at Cornerstone, if it cannot be found in the scriptures, don't you receive it. Matter of fact, the Bible calls us as watchmen. I told you this is sound doctrine. The Bible calls us as watchmen. If someone should speak a word to you, you driving down the street, getting your praise on, thinking about the goodness of God and, you know, and someone stops you and want to give you a prophetic word, you should bring that word to the watchman. The Bible tell us in Isaiah 1 and 6, for thus said the Lord unto me, go set a watchman, let him declare what he sees. So when you bring it to the watchman, the watchman is either going to confirm or put it in check what was given to you. When I would go to service, and matter of fact, if I'm still at a service and God gives me a word for another person, I will give that word to their pastor and ask permission before I speak to that person. Because that is the watchman for that individual soul. Jeremiah 6 and 17 says, and I set watchmen over you, saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. Now, some don't want to do that. He said, listen to the sound. The watchman has a responsibility. But there are those that say, well, I don't want to go and tell the pastor what, what was told to me. I want to keep it to myself and I want to ride off of that. Listen, you better go and talk to that watchman. And see what the watchman has to say, because they watch for your soul. Not listening will get you in trouble because they didn't want to listen. Jeremiah, they didn't want to listen. Not asking questions is a result of not listening. I know for a fact that there are some things I present and say that you ought to ask a question about. That's why I give opportunity at times at the end of service to question what has been said. Because I know that you didn't read it and sometimes you may not have gotten all of it, but you ought to think about what was said and ask about it so that you can have clarity. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus, mighty God. I have questions and I have to step back and sit down and, and study the scripture to find out the answer to the question that I have in my spirit. John told all that were listening about Jesus by saying he exhorted Jesus by saying he placed him above himself by saying there cometh one mightier than I. It's coming somebody as mighty than I. This morning I remind you there is someone greater than you and I. As John was clothed in his camel hair and girded about in the loin skin and, and did eat his locusts and wild honey, and you know, his bowl of whatever he was having along with that or drinking with it, he preached saying that someone is coming. Now, it's interesting to note that Mark 
and Matthews. And, uh, you know, when we look in the gospel, they point out his attire. Uh, we read the, the scriptures and, and sometimes we just read over it. But we need to slow our roll. Why? What was what was so important that they needed to point out that the man had on a specific type of garment, a specific clothing? I don't take the time out to, to say, oh, his brother have on a, a T-shirt that came to service. He got on some short pants or, you know, to, to point it all out. I mean, that's not. But in this instance, the gospel points out that he had on a specific attire. He had on a certain, you know. And, and so uh, he, the Bible tells us that he had on camel hair and leather and he ate wild locusts. Uh, and so he wore he wore the opposite of what the religious leaders were wearing. Now, we go to services. We've been to conventions. We've been places, you know, and you look up on the podium and it looked like all the preachers up there got on the same type of suit. You know, it's like it runs in trends. Someone see a robe that so-and-so had. And next thing you know, when they come, they have on a different color, but it's still the same type of robe, you know. And so it's a fashion thing that goes on even in the church. Now, I'm not condemning it, okay? So don't, don't, oh, he didn't talk. No, I'm not condemning it, okay? Don't, don't go there. I'm just saying. And and so uh, the Bible talks about the, the, the scribes and the Pharisees. It talks about them. It says that, that their works, they do it to be seen. John was not doing stuff to be seen. He wasn't doing it just to, oh, look at me, you know, here I am, you know, flesh on parade. He wasn't about that. But when we talk about the, the Pharisees, they dressed in a way so that when you saw them in the market, here you are at Food for Less, you know, and you see them and they got on their their attire that makes that distinguishes them that you know that they are a pharisee and not only am i a pharisee but you know don't call me brother and sometimes people trip over their titles though don't call me brother don't call me elder you know man i desire that you call me rabbi teacher or call me Pope, which is the Latin for Papa, meaning father. So, you know, no, that's not what God has called us to do. A matter of fact, one of my, I don't want to say hero, you know, everybody got heroes. And they got posters of athletes that they never met or anything like that. Well, I have some some people that I like to, to look at too. And there's one brother that John saw in the scripture. And John said that I, I went, when I saw him, I went to bow down and to worship him because he was so magnificent in his attire. But when I went to bow down and worship him, he said, hold on, man. I don't know what language he used and what vernacular that he might've said or what idioms that, but he said, stop. I'm not the one to be worshiped. I'm your brother in the gospel. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Mighty God. 
I'm your brother. It didn't matter. The man, he didn't look at his attire and how God had illuminated him from whatever century he was from. But he said, hold it. Uh -uh. I'm your brother. I'm your fellow worker in the gospel. I'm no different than you. How is it that we put ourselves or allow ourselves to be put on such a pedestal instead of taking humility? Well, listen, if you want to say, Father, let the Holy Ghost cry out Father from you because the Bible tells us that he cries out uh, Abba, meaning Father. Now, John is imprisoned, but he had this to say prior to his incarceration. The Bible said that that in John, he said I, he, that he said I must in, I must he must increase. And so I must decrease. And, and that's what I'm doing. I, I'm decreasing more and more as I learn more and more about about the Lord. I am decreasing. It's not about me. Not about my feelings. You know, sometimes you might feel a certain way. You might desire a certain thing. But then you, after you sit down and you really compare what your desire is to the word of God, and you say, well, you know, maybe I really don't need that right now. I, I can hold off, you know, until God releases that for me to have it. He said that he that cometh is above, is above all. And that... He that is the earth is earthly. And he speaketh of the earth and he that coming from the heavens is above all. And he that have seen and heard and testified that no man received this. He that have received this testimony has set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth him not the spirit by measure unto him. Speaking of Jesus Christ. I don't think John had imprisonment in mind when, when he was told that, 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 that when he knew that he must decrease, that, that for Jesus and Jesus would increase. I don't think he had prison. I don't think John imagined himself being beheaded. I don't think he signed up for that. But yet here he is. Our decreasing for the propagation of the gospel comes at different levels and unknown sacrifices. But it does not accompany a sinful nature. John's ministry, like yours and mine, are distinct. The scribes examined the law. The Pharisees mastered the law. And at the same time, corrupted many, including themselves. The Bible tells us in Matthews, woe unto the scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, pretenders, fakes, fake hair, fake eyes, uh, rolling, uh, rolling in someone else's ride is not your own. You know, you, you just pretending to be what you're not. For you pay tithes and mint and anise and, and, and omit the heavier weight by the law, the important things. Listen, what is important to God should be important to you.
His judgment should be important to you. His mercy should be important to you. His faith, uh, being faithful, should be important to you. He said you should have done those things. This is what he's telling the scribes and the Pharisees and the sect of that day. This is what you need to be paying attention to. You're blind and you strain at those things that, you know, you want to be seen and all that. But listen. You corrupted yourselves. You led others astray and you're full of dead man bones. The Apostle Paul called by God ministered to a minister by Ananias and, and Barnabas had this to say. He said, this know also in the last days perilous times shall come. Men should be lovers of themselves, their own selves, covenant, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to pair, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce despisers of those things that are good. People call good evil and evil good today. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. People love themselves more than they love God. And they have a form of godliness, but deny the power of God. John is, uh, sets a precedent by fulfilling his calling to promote Jesus Christ until his demise, where he couldn't speak no longer, but he promoted Christ. When we're out the way, God is able to show up and to show out. Well, the Bible says that he went to Capernaum and he preached there. He explained what he wanted the people to understand. He exhorted the word of God and he gave illustration and using something uh, relatable to invoke thought, action and change. This is what went on. This is what he was doing. This is what Jesus was doing. The Bible said that he preached in their synagogues. He was teaching what was refreshing. Now, he didn't teach them as a mentor, as a uh, what he, an influencer. The word of God should influence you to do what's right. The word of God should bring about change in you. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. He gave them what and, and what he gave them included salvation it didn't exclude it it didn't exclude it the most important message that you're ever going to receive is about repentance is about the preparation of your soul not about how god has encouraged you to go out and start your own business and god has encouraged you to go out and finish school those are things that people do that don't even know the lord you don't have to go to church for that Some things are common sense, earthly, devilish, just common sense. But your soul salvation is not. It is a miraculous change that occurs in your life to bring about salvation. His anointing that destroys the yoke of sin because we're born in sin and shape it in iniquity. And you need something to Remove that. Not just believing, well, I believe in God. No, the devil believes in God. He knows him. Every time Jesus showed up, the demons was like, we know who you are. 
And the Lord said, shut up. Don't tell nobody. Be quiet. Stop. Don't publicize. But listen, his teaching was refreshing. The message had an impact on the people, not like they had ever heard before. It wasn't flesh on parade. It was the word of God that was being paraded. Souls were delivered. Believers were healed. Emotionally disabled was restored. Mental awareness and balance was reestablished. Demon possession and demon oppression. Souls were set free. Now there's a difference in, in being chemically imbalanced where something is, is offing you when something is, is messing with your body and your physical, your physical being, there's a difference. Everything that people say is mental health issues, some of that is demonic issues. And, and the church should not ignore that. The church should not ignore that, not even for funding. Oh, well, we say it's mental health issue, we'll get funding. Well, do do what you want to do, but but at the end of the day, if you if a person is demon possessed, it's gonna require the power of God to free them. It's going to require the power of God. The woman with the issue of blood had a physical ailment. Her body was out of whack. And the Lord healed her of that. What happened to that day and time when that occurred? I heard the testimonies. The people that was not so educated. The people that was not so educated. Allowed the spirit of God to use them miraculous healings that took place they weren't as smart as some think they are listen i'm 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 my time is up i i gotta i gotta stop i gotta stop i, I have more that i want to say but but it, it's i'm gonna stop right here i'm gonna stop the bible says that I, i'm stopping with this the Bible said it was it was noised about that Jesus was in the house. Someone told others that Jesus is back. Remember, he left. He went to Galilee and came back to prayer. That Jesus is in the house. Someone took to meta threads and shared it on Instagram, posted it on Facebook, and someone put it on TikTok. He's in the house. You can find Jesus here. You can find him over here. You can find the unadulterated truth here. Now, I can't talk for no one else, but I know you can find him at, at 524 East Pasadena Street when we are in session. When COG is here, you can find it. When we're on live, on our broadcast, inside the pages. Uh, yeah, you can find him. You don't have to look far for Jesus. You're going to find him. Matter of fact, he'll be there before you arrive because he is the he is the most invited and anticipated guest in his own house. How is that? It's his house. My house shall be called a house of prayer. He's there waiting. He was there all the time. 
He was there all the time, waiting graciously for you and me. He was there all the time. Simple song. He was there. He was there all the time. He was there all the time, waiting patiently for you and me. He was there all the time. Same more words. He was there. He was there all the time. He was there all the time, waiting patiently for you and me. He was there all the time. One more time. He was there all the time. He was there all the time, waiting patiently for you and me. He was there all the time. You know, I, I think that's that's what church is. That when we come to service, when we come where the place has been consecrated, the, the hour has been dedicated for that purpose, that he's there already waiting. We just have to entreat him. We just have to let him know that we're here for you. you you've been here for us all the time. He's been there all the time. No matter where we might have been drunk, he was there all the time. We might have been self-sedated in so many other ways, physically, mentally, emotionally, but he was there all the time, waiting patiently, protecting us in our worst situation. He was there all the time. He was there all the time, waiting patiently for you and me. He was there all the time. He was there all the time. He was there all the time, waiting patiently for you and me. He was there all the time. You know, when Jesus went back to Capernaum and when he went to preach, People, when they heard he was there, they lined up. You know, we, we go by and we see cars lined up around Fat Burger and uh, In-N-Out Burger, you know, uh, lined up and waiting. You, The parking lot is full with a, a long line of cars and, you know, and people are lined up at Starbucks and 
and lined up at different other places and, you know, to, to get that burger and, you know, and to get what they want. We ought to be lined up just saying to get what we want from He's there just waiting, just waiting. Well, I, I've been to church and, 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 and I asked him to pray for me and it didn't happen. Well, you know, I found out that when I log into Google and, and I'm, I'm looking for something, I got to ask the right question. I have to say what I really want, which means I, I need to know the right thing to ask. And one of the things that we have to do is make sure that what we ask for, it lines up with God's will. Chances are, as we decrease and he increase, as we line up with his will, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm a strong believer in and I believe that some things we ask for at times is not the correct thing. That is not really what we're looking for. We'll get in prayer lines and we'll say, pray that I have more faith. No, the Bible said faith come by hearing. So you need to listen more to what God is saying. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, pray that I have more joy. No, no, the Bible said leap for joy. Nope. Can't pray for you to have more joy. The Bible tells us to embrace it, grab it, leap for it, run after it. Chase it. And so it's something that, that we have. There are some things we have to do. He's there and he's waiting for us, waiting for us to fall out of the traditions of men and different things and just line up with his word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus preached the word. He was the word, so he's full of it. From Genesis to his birth, nothing but word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was manifest, became flesh, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. Full of word, full of the word, and he preached the word. That's what we're going to do. We're going to preach the word and we're going to depend upon the word. We're going to believe the word. We're going to know the word. We're going to know it like the back of our hands. And when I say that, I don't mean that you that that you're going to quote every scripture or nothing like that. But but when you look at the back of your hand and you see something out of order, you immediately notice it. If you saw if you see something crawling on you, you immediately do something because, you know, it don't belong there. You know, don't belong it. That ant that ran across your hand, and I'm, I'm going to leave it at an ant that ran across your hand. You know, it didn't belong there. And you brushed it off immediately as it troubled the hair on your hand. Listen, let's embrace the word of God. Jesus preached the word, and that's what you want. You want the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to exalt and to talk about your goodness, Lord, to talk about your grace and your mercy. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless each one that have, that took the time to tune in to this broadcast, Lord, and those that will be tuning in later, Lord Jesus, in their respective geographic locations. 
Lord God, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray and ask that you will bless each one under the sound of my voice. Continue to lift us up and exalt us in Jesus' name. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in our sight forever. Amen. bless. Please share our broadcast inside the pages with others. You'll find us on iHeart, Spotify, Amazon. Matter of fact, you know, I found us even on cable TV because iHeart plays through cable TV. And so you'll find inside the pages uh, on different platforms. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you in Jesus name.